you are locked on reds the live edition thanks for joining us thanks for making locked on reds your first listen of the day we are part of the locked on podcast network and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms i'm your host steven offenbaker alongside jeff carr and we have a passion for baseball we have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have taken that passion and turned it into information for you. On today's podcast, we are going to take your questions today as well. Let's dive into the question and, and comments here. And, uh, you know, this first one kind of lends itself to that because uh, Sam's asking us if we talked about uh, any p- potential moves at the winter meetings. Uh, I'm not going to dig into a lot of what we hope that they do at the winter meetings, but specific to the outfield situation, uh, hopefully there is some kind of move, Jeff. Uh, I think you and I both agree that they need to do some kind of Tommy fam like signing a one year yeah. deal on a guy that has had some success that you can bring in here and potentially uh, plug in the front half of the season, get him some playing time. Let them have some success. Let them mash at Great American Ballpark and then flip them for whatever you can get in return. I want a reunion of Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall is slated to be a free agent. I want him back. Like he provided good defense. He provided solid hitting. I mean, he wasn't the type of hitter that everybody gravitates toward, a high average type guy, but he has the power. This team had no power last year. I mean, Brandon Drury was the best power hitter on this roster all year long, and he wasn't on the team all year. So I think that they've got to look for a guy that if they're going to bring in anybody, got to have a power bat and be solid on defense because randomly outfield defense was actually something this team was pretty good at. So can you add to the lineup without hurting the defense? Adam Duvall is the kind of guy that you could do that with. Let's let's keep going. Sam kind of rapid fired a few things in here, and they're all pretty good questions. We're just going to go down his list, Jeff. Uh, you know, Sam says he heard a rumor over the weekend that the Reds and the Braves have been talking with potentially the Reds shipping a shortstop to Atlanta in return for some pitching help. I want to dive right on this, and God help us if this is true, unless the shortstop is Kyle Farmer. Uh, I yeah. I am not I, I am not in on this at all. I think it is way too soon for the Reds to be looking at trading any of those guys coming up through the system. We don't know enough about them to know whether or not uh, we've got guaranteed major leaguers or not. Maybe they'll give maybe maybe Jose Barrero. You could trade him away knowing that he's not going to be your guy. I think we may have established that with him that he's not going to be the guy. So other than that, no. And as far as pitching help goes, I think there's way too much young pitching talent coming up through the system right now for them to panic trade to bring anybody in to fill a gap. Uh, I think they'd be much more inclined to just band-aid a fourth and fifth starter waiting to see if Williamson pans out, if Connor Phillips makes a big jump, if uh, Chase Petty makes a big jump. There's a lot of names in the system right now that aren't really that far away. Yeah, I think the only thing that would make sense on this is if you're training for like Ian Anderson or Kyle Wright. Uh, I I would not think that a trade for a relief pitcher would benefit the Reds very much next year. I know that we said that they need to add to the bullpen, but not at the expense of one of these possible shortstop studs. I mean, make no mistake about it. These guys that we're talking about are possible studs, not just possible starters, which by the way, the Reds don't have a shortstop right now. Like I know that Kyle Farmer's filled in admirably, but the key word there's filled in the blasphemy of your mouth. And, 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 and Jose Barrero has shown no confidence whatsoever. That's going to be a guy we talk about tomorrow that uh, <clears throat> he's going to be low on that confidence level. So I look at this and I say, if they make a trade like that, it better be for one of those key young pitchers that have impressed already at the major league level. 
not for a prospect who's going to be here in a couple of years and not for a relief pitcher. So I mentioned this just a second ago. Sam mentioned it, and you know we can talk about this guy for just a minute. Uh, Reds rotation, we, we know who one, two, and three are going to be opening the season next year. Four and five, still up for grabs. Brandon Williamson is going to be one of those guys in that conversation, Jeff. And I know we'll spend a lot of time this offseason talking about some of these young pitchers working their way through the system. Uh, if I can pull it off, I'll get a few of these young guys to come in and uh, sit down for some lefties in the bullpens, and we'll, we'll talk about their offseason workouts. But Brandon Williams specifically, if I was going to put a descriptor on his 2022 and what I think about him for 2023, I think his 20. 2022 would be a labeled a disappointment. I think he did not make the strides that we all hoped that he would make there at triple a and, and find his way to a reds pitching staff that was in need of some help. Uh, I, I get maybe the reds didn't want to start that clock and that's just speculation on my part, but I also can fully acknowledge that Brandon Williamson did not force the issue. He didn't do anything that made Nick crawl basically have to bring him up. Yeah, I, I look at him and I say he's a dark horse for the fourth or th sp fifth spot in the rotation, but I do not think it's expected of him. And I, I wonder how good he's got to be in spring training. And plus, we all know what being good in spring training means. It's it's literally just a short, tiny little sample size of an audition for him. I, I think we'll see him and we'll see him earlier than, you know, sooner rather than later next year, but I don't necessarily think he's going to be on the opening day roster all right you're going to love this next one because nobody ever likes how you dress jeff but here you go uh, <laughs> justin says that he likes your shirt and thinks maybe it's a nod to who you're pulling for in the playoffs this year a little is bit that hey i i told everybody they were getting disrespected and you saw what they did to the Rays. That pitching staff, man, they're going to shut them down. And uh, also, one of my favorite Marvel movies as well. But, no, I, I love what the Guardians did. And I know that that was a crazy 15-inning, one nothing win. But I, the, the, the postseason comes down to pitching and defense. And the mm -hmm. Guardians got that in spades. Yeah, you were over at Nippert, and I was blowing up your phone like, I can't believe you're <laughs> missing this game. There's This is so good. It was so good, Jeff. I mean, it's it's – you know, I know people – people that are the casual baseball fan and people that, that knock baseball are like, ah, zero, zero through 15 innings must've been so boring. That was an electric game. I mean, every inning you're, you're hanging on, on what the pitching staff's going to be able to do. And the fact that pitcher after pitcher comes into that game and continues to nail it down. And then the Rays go to Kluber in, in relief first time that guy's pitched a relief Poetry. appearance in almost a decade. And ultimately he gives up the, the home run that, you know, gives Cleveland the walk off. I mean, you know, what's the what's the line? How can you not be romantic about baseball from from Moneyball? I was thinking That's the it. one, you right? Got it. <laughs> I was thinking it. Hey, and shout out to Justin. He is our new co-host for the Lockdown Guardians podcast. So, oh yeah. Well, no wonder. See, there you go. <laughs> he knows what's up. Now, and, and one other question too, and I wanted to ask you this. Well, right before we get to how is Hawaii, um, <laughs> when. You saw the news this morning, as I saw the news this morning, that the Atlanta Braves signed a six-year extension with Spencer Strider for $75 million. So let's put that into perspective real quick. That's not expensive. Will, I know that the, the answer is yes to can the Reds do this. Will the Reds do this with anyone? I don't even care who it is this offseason, but will the Reds do this with anyone this offseason? On so, their this is a, so this is a 
should they, can they, will they question? Because should they and can they is yes. Absolutely. Uh, The question is, will they? I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say probably one guy. Somebody will get an extension like that. I think that it's it's with so much young talent being being on this roster right now, it would it would behoove the Reds to do this with one person and then yeah. see what happens in 2023. And maybe you do it again in the 2023 offseason with another person and you start to get guys staggered that way. And you can help to alleviate the problem of having three starting pitchers that are all going to be uh, going into that trade window that we've pretty much determine the Reds absolutely have to have on them uh, if they're going to continue to run this Tampa Cleveland model of roster churn for talent. Uh, you can get out of that a little bit if you start staggering the guys up just a bit. So yes, I think, I think they could. And I think, I think you absolutely go have that conversation with Nick Lodolo this off season. I know that yeah. might surprise you, but I think he's the one I think you get him locked up and then you build from there. He'd be my pick or Tyler Stevenson, one of those two guys. And I think that, you could get Nick Lodolo for that deal for Spencer Strider, maybe even a little bit cheaper. But I, I saw that news, and it just absolutely floored me because they also carried that with looking at the Braves roster, the big-time player on their team that is the next free agent is Kyle Wright, and it's in 2026. Ozzy Albies is signed through 2027. Ronald Acuna through 2028. You have uh, Austin Riley through 2030. Like, that's brilliant. Whatever Nick Crawl has to do, if he has to call Alex Anthopoulos and be like, how'd you go through these discussions? I want to do that with our guys. Do that. Because that is what is going to get me jazzed. I know they're not going to go out and sign a big-time free agent this year, and they're not going to make a big-time trade for a major league established player this offseason. You do that. You sign Nick Lodolo. You sign Tyler Stevenson. You sign them, and you nail them down. For multiple years, maybe a couple of their free agency years. Boy, we're having a party. Uh, absolutely. And I threw this up there. Uh, Henry Scully <laughs> asking, how is Hawaii? Let me tell you, man, there's not a bad day in Hawaii as far as being <laughs> in Hawaii. Um, I, I, I live the dream most days. Jeff knows I rub it in a lot too off air. I don't I tend to not do it as often on air. But yeah, I'm living the dream, my friends, you know. Any day that's rough, I'm 15 minutes from one of the top 10 beaches in the world. So it's 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 not that rough of a life out here. I'm gonna tell you. Um, that one day you with like the, spilled a drink, right? That one. Yeah, that was like the worst, right? I got to the beach five minutes late. Oh my goodness, we're gonna keep rolling. We're gonna stay on this uh, this locking up guys topic for just a minute. When you're looking for safety on your house, you gotta look at Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have switched to Simply Safe. They just provide the kind of home security that you're looking for in any home security company, let alone one that gives you the freedom that Simply Safe does. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use it. In fact, the reason that I use it is it was easy to install. I didn't have to worry about scheduling a tech to come out and making sure that I was home when he came or she came and set everything up for me. Simply Safe sets sends you the equipment. They send you the instructions and the instructions are easy to understand because as you guys know, sometimes I'm a little bit small brained when it comes to stuff like this and they help you out because it's super customizable. There's not a situation where you have to purchase things that you don't need in order to get certain things that you don't want. 
thinking of like, you know, cable packages where you got to get a bunch of like finance things just to get a bunch of sports pack. No, 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 no. Simply safe will sell you exactly what you need for your house. Plus the system integrates well into your home. And it's not something that like, oh, you got this bulky box over on the wall that you just hope people don't look that direction. This fits in nicely and it doesn't mess up the feng shui of your interior design. Plus it can move with you. If you happen to move to a new home, you can just remove the elements safely from the wall without worrying about damaging stuff and take them to your new place. You can customize the perfect safety system for your home today in just a few minutes. Go to simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB, and you can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and you get your first month for free. That's a lot of good stuff there. You go to simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Coming up tomorrow, we will continue to look at who stays on this roster from last year to next year, because as Nick crawl has said in multiple different ways and to multiple different people, um, they're going to try to improve the roster. But I think you and I both know Steve, that that means if a player falls in their lap, that's when he's going to show up in Cincinnati. They're not going to go out and go crazy trying to sign guys. So it's all about who can stay on this roster. Crazy Carl 30 writes in with the topic of locking up young guys uh, like Atlanta, which three, which three would you choose? If you could only choose three, uh, they go with Lodolo. Carl goes with Lodolo green and then takes a chance on Stevenson's health as his number three. So I hit Lodolo, you hit Stevenson, you know, uh, green's another one that's definitely worthy of the conversation. I feel like if we're going to pick one of the two starting pitchers, I mean, just in reality, Nick Lodolo had a better season. He progressed yeah. better. He developed farther faster uh, and that's not to say that hunter green's not going to do that as well a uh, big huge electric arm uh, i expect nothing but success from him as well so those are three good ones i think the only other guy like from this season like if you really want to talk about should you or should you not lock them up i guess is jonathan india uh you know he regressed he had a 25 percent drop in production between his rookie season and his sophomore season uh he he clearly was riding the ship in the second half, his numbers in the second half were much, much better. Uh, he pulled his OPS plus up. You know, I think he finished the season out at 91 down from 126 the previous year. So maybe he enters into the conversation. But for Jonathan India, I feel like I need him to show me next season which one of those guys he really is. Is he going to mm -hmm. continue to develop? Can he be healthy? Is he going to? And then there were some freak injuries there, that compartment syndrome injury in his leg from the Field of Dream games. Things happen to him that aren't necessarily the normal in a baseball season. Uh, so for for me, he's got a he's going to be a show me guy next year. And and I agree with how this the, how Carl framed this Stevenson extension in that you're going to take a chance on his health. Uh, I think you are taking a chance on his health. Uh, again, another guy that suffered some freak injuries. I mean, he gets hit in the clavicle, the ball hits the pad, still breaks his collarbone and, and you lose him. But for me, he's a guy that's definitely at least worthy of the conversation for locking up. And, you know, is he going to be a catcher the rest of the way? Uh, I think his health next season is going to determine where he plays. If he continues to get injured all the time, the Reds are going to be forced to make a move there, uh, plain and simple. So I don't know if they want to lock him up at catcher money 
when he might be the first baseman in a year and a half. I don't know. I don't know what you yeah, want to do with that. And I've I've been seeing people like, you know, invoke the name of Devin Mezzarocco, and I'm not there yet. I don't think he's that unlucky when it comes to his health, but you certainly have that in the back of your mind. Are we going to have another one of those cases? Because Devin Mezzarocco showed all the talent in the world and just couldn't stay on the field. I, I do think that of the group, I think Green would be the guy I'd go with because he has the mentality and the attitude that I want from a guy who's going to be here for a long time. Like we talked about it a couple of episodes ago after his last start, his postgame interview had the feel of a guy who was going to go out the next day and work, not the guy of, okay, I'm, you know, making my tea times now. Like he wasn't ready for the off season part of the off season. He was ready to keep working and keep getting better. And I love that attitude about him. That's the kind of guy that I want to be around here for a long period of time. Plus I also agree with the premise of the question of just three, because I think next year you lock up Ellie De La Cruz. Ooh, that's a fire take. How about we let him have a major league at bat before we decide whether or not we're going to give him a giant contract extension? I mean, I, 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 I get where you're coming from, but how about we let him get his first major league hit and then talk about how that's going to play out? Here's one that's going to break your heart, Jeff, and interested to see where you want to do with this. The question comes from Jay. Uh, does Votto retire after next season? If, when the reds don't pick up his option or does he sign elsewhere? This is going to be something that we think quite a bit about this year, because it's going to depend if he is having the comeback player of the year season that we expect him to, that we are like, yes, this is going to happen. It's going to be hard for the reds to say no on that option, but, I almost feel like they've already said no. Like I, I almost feel like they've already informed him that he's not getting that option. Now, do they negotiate a new deal with him? Maybe try to see if they can sign him for less. They'd be stupid not to. The thing of it is he has always said he wants to play here. Like even with the idea of Toronto looming, no one, uh, no one has gotten an answer out of him of just like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind playing for the blue Jays. It has always been, I'm a red. And I think that there's a discussion to be had that if they don't pick up that option and he cannot sign a deal and he doesn't want to sign a deal for less money if he does retire, because I think there would be a long and hard conversation for him of, will I play anywhere else? Because he has always said that he will not. I think I agree with you. One of the things that, that we've known that we know for sure there's, there's not a lot we know for sure. Here's what we know for sure. We can't begin to understand what's going on in Joey Votto's mind, uh, right. you know, when it comes to baseball. Uh, he, better than anyone, will know whether or not he still thinks he has the ability to compete at a high level. And we've heard him say those things before. And I don't think that it's it's cliche or it's just him saying the, the expected. I really think if he feels like he can contribute and go play someplace else, uh, that's exactly what will happen. I'm wondering, so my comments for those, you know, little inside baseball here, guys, when my comments come through, you know, multiple people are posting, things get broken up. But I, I, it looks to me in my comments like that Crazy Carl is Carlos Guevara. I think that might be the case, um, which makes this next one I'm going to throw up here uh, interesting because it's along this topic. Uh, so... Crazy Carl posts, it all depends on how good a year he has. This will be his last year in Cincinnati no matter what. So 
I think that goes along with what you just said, what I just said. And then if this is Carlos, uh, I, I put a little bit more weight on that statement than if it was anybody else posting it. So, you know, I feel like this is probably true. I can't envision a scenario where the Reds pick up that option. Uh, I, 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 I just don't see it. So for me, then it becomes if, if Joey Votto has the comeback player of the year, like you and I both think that he will, someone's going to give him a deal. Someone's yeah. going to give him a contract. And, you know, I would love to listen. I want him to go get a ring and I don't care who it's for, whoever he signs with, and 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 goes to chase that ring. I'm going to be locked on Joey Votto that year. Whatever, whatever he deserves team it. that is he for, deserves he deserves it. it. He should get it. Uh, I think Carlos is confirming this is him over here in my chat feed. So thanks, Carlos. I appreciate you being here and uh, participating in the Q and A today. Because um, man, this Joey Votto leaving is a topic that that hurts my my heart. Dude, it's um, it's it's anxiety inducing because we've never done this. Like, I mean, I know that there was a little bit of speculation back in the day, but obviously we weren't doing this podcast then. But we have never had a year that we enter into thinking this could be it for Joey Votto. And this is the first year and probably the only year that we have to do this. But man, I mean, he has provided so much joy to me personally. And I know that there's lots of people that like to talk about the contract and say, oh, it's strapped the Reds and blah, blah, blah. We'll get into that one day. It's not going to be this day. But well, he Jeff, has provided. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say he's provided so much joy for me as a Reds fan. And to think of him not being here is just a thought process that this is going to have to not be Pepsi whenever we dive into that thought. For sure. It's going to be a sad day because I don't know that we'll get another career red ever. I mean, this I this think... might be a, a, certainly a Hall of Famer like Joey Votto is and will be. Right. We may never get another one of those just because of the way that this franchise operates, because I have a hard time seeing the Castellini family selling this team. There's no other business in the world they can get into where they have to do no work and make this much money. I just I don't see it playing out any other way. So, you know, it's sad to think about it that way, but I think that's the reality. I think we're going to be a, a churn roster moving forward, and that doesn't allow you to keep a lot of guys around to, to see their whole Hall of Fame career play out. I know we've gone about 15 minutes over, Jeff. Let's take just a couple more quick ones here before we sign out for the day. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I mean, I can't help myself. You know, Jeff knows this is my favorite part of when we go live is all of this uh, comments and fan interaction. I, I love talking baseball with you guys. So Debbie Brown wants to know why you have jumped ship from the Seattle Mariners, Jeff, because uh, you, she says you thought she thought you were a Mariners fan. Luis Castillo was fantastic for them. And yet you're uh, wearing a guardian shirt. Listen, I am a fan of the Mariners and I'm pulling for a Mariners guardians LCS. I just think the guardians are going to win, but this is a, this is a Guardians of the Galaxy t-shirt. It is not a Cleveland Guardians t-shirt. I don't know any Jeff. Cleveland you, Guardians. It's, it's too late for yet. you to walk that back. I don't think. <laughs> but let's let's talk for a minute about our guy, Luis Castillo, because yes. the start that he put up for the Mariners, that was exactly why they went out and paid what they paid to get him to Seattle and keep him from being a Yankee, keep him from being a Toronto Blue Jay. This This was the moment why they wanted him there. And 100% the reason why whenever I said that the Reds won that trade, there wasn't a single Mariners fan that agreed with me because they were all just like, the whole reason was for the playoffs. And we're happy with, 
getting Luis Castillo for the playoffs. He pitched phenomenally well too. And it wasn't like a, a start where there was nothing going against him. There were runners on base. Like the blue Jays had opportunities, but just like La Piedra does, whenever there are guys on base, his stress level stays right here. Maybe even goes down a little bit. That guy is comfortable in any situation. I love to watch him pitch. All right, one last one, and then we are going to call it an episode, Jeffrey. But Luke asks, when will De La Cruz and Marte be up in the big leagues? I think uh, one is easier to answer than the other, so I'm going to take the easy one. I think that L.A. De La Cruz is on the major league roster uh, before June next season, 2023. I believe he's going to open the season uh, in triple a, I think that's part of the reason why they didn't move him up to triple a at the end of the season. They're going to, he's going to have a great spring. He's going to look fantastic. They're going to send him to Louisville for some seasoning. And then right around Memorial day, we're going to hear the rumblings of him moving up to Cincinnati. I think the, that, that Memorial day weekend would be a great time to put some butts in the ballpark, call him up uh, and have him around. So I, um, I predict that that's how it plays out for him. I'm going to let you take the hard one and tell us about Noel V. Marte and when he might make his major league debut. I think he's going to be on the opening day roster in 2024. I don't think we're going to see him next year. I think what happens is he comes up in the spring, does a little bit of good in the spring, but they're going to let him experience double A, see what he does there. He didn't quite have the meteoric performance that Ellie De La Cruz did. Ellie De La Cruz does not look like anything rattles him at this moment. Like he went into double a and immediately started dominating. I don't think there's anybody in the reds organization that believes he's going to start next year in double a he's going to start next year in triple a. And I think he just continues to rake and they're going to have to bring him up because there's just not going to be a point for him or a reason for him to stay down there. <laughs> but yeah, I think that you know, Carlos, whatever. Um, but I think that <laughs> Noel V Marte is going to be in double a and triple a all next year. Yeah, I think that's probably the right answer. I think, listen, this is what I know. There's a lot of fun things to talk about with this this with this with team uh, from the Major League roster all the way down to Daytona. Uh, Jeff and I are going to have you all covered all offseason long. We're going to continue to dig through uh, the Major League roster as it stands right now. We're going to look at the minor leagues. We're going to look at the prospects. And, and we're going to fill the offseason uh, talking about what the potential of this team is as we move closer and closer to 2023 every day. Uh, I will say this jeff i am so excited to do these lives uh thanks to everybody that has uh tuned in today on the youtube feeds and on twitter and has watched the show uh, we appreciate having you guys around uh, we'll be back in your feed tomorrow with one of our regularly scheduled episodes and uh, i'm just excited to have you all around i love talking baseball with y'all absolutely and i think that is exactly where we're going to end today. Thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Coming up tomorrow, we talked about the outfield today. We'll talk about the infield. And there's, yes, roster locks, but I don't think there's position locks, including one dude who has some hardware. We're going to get into that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. Now go check out Locked On MLB. As Paul Francis Sullivan has you covered on all things postseason, he did have a great Monday. Um, Mondays with Millard on Locked On MLB as they looked at the crazy wild card round. Go check it out. That's Locked On MLB. Just like Locked On Reds, it's free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. Steve, 
uh, Nick Crawl isn't sure uh, where anybody's going to play or who's going to be on this roster or if there's even going to be baseball next year. But I'm sure that there will be. I just don't know that Nick Crawl knows that. But I know this. We've got lots to talk about when it comes to the future of this franchise because it's promising. So what's that mean for you and me? That means you and I are going to be very busy because we are going to break this mess down. We are going to make it make sense because we are going to be locked on Reds every single day.